Hello, welcome back to yet another episode of In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement and one day soon a true proletarian revolution. But until that day comes, I am your host, Josh, and this is In Defense of Liberation. If this is your first time stopping by, I'd like to say thank you so much. It means the whole world to me that you'd be willing to check out the show. If you listen to it and you feel strong enough, uh, opinionated enough to do so, I would appreciate it if you'd go on over to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Music and leave me a rating out of five stars. And I believe on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave me a review. I'd love for you to be as honest as possible. I'd love to hear about the quality of the show, the conversations we have, the takes that I give, the analysis that is, you know, uh, not always present because I'm not always uh, basing all of this on, you know, deep amounts of research. Um, on top of that, I, uh, you know, I want to know what kind of topics folks want to hear about, what guests folks want to hear from. And maybe what shows folks want me to guest star on. Um, What is that? Um, But what I'm really looking for is connection and relations between those who listen to my show uh, as well as other shows. Um, other organizations, other coalitions, other committees, other international groups um, that you're aware of. I'd love to hear from them. I'd love to hear how to contact them. And I'd love to, you know, uh, get that information so that I can go on contacting them. And I think that if you're aware of, you know, podcasts, uh, international organizations, uh, and other forms of you know, groupings, coalitions, or even just organizers and activists themselves um, who you know or maybe consume content from, uh, whether that's YouTube podcasts, blogs, articles, regardless, you need to be reaching out to them. You need to be taking the step and you need to be engaging uh, deeper than just simple consumption. Uh, We each need to be getting involved in every way that we can. That means, you know, even if part of our being involved is simply just emailing back and forth with some organizations about how we can help, how we can, you know, spread information, how we can, uh, you know, maybe make donations. All these things are incredibly necessary, and yet so few of us will even send an email or a text message or a direct message on social media because, you know, the embarrassing, cringy nature of it, you know, oftentimes I don't know these people. I don't know the people or the groups that I'm reaching out to. Um, But how else do you meet people? Um, You know, if I can't walk over to Chicago to introduce myself to the Chicago Teachers Union, or if I can't take a train down to D.C. and speak to, you know, the organizers at the Claudia Jones School for Political Education, if I can't fly out to Nicaragua on a delegation with friends of 
ATC or Black Alliance for Peace in order to, you know, do solidarity work with the farmers and with the uh, poor peasants of Nicaragua, well, then I would at the very least like to be able to email, text, or call back and forth with individuals who can or individuals who are already a part of these organizations and have been for some time. Um, I always reach out to the media relations people because I have a podcast. So one way in which I'm able to uh, develop these connections is through inviting people on the show. Once people come on the show, I usually try to engage with them more, text them, call them, you know, email them, ask them questions, engage in the other content that they're putting out and really try to develop that relationship. Now, I personally, and you know, you really don't need to know this, but if anybody is fearful of this, um, you should know that I really, <laughs> like really badly have social anxiety. Um, just, you know, a real brief aside, my folks, uh, because of their religious, social, and political ideology, my whole life were convinced that the world wasn't a safe place for me, and so very rarely was I allowed to, you know, go to friends' houses, or go to the mall, or go to the movies and stuff. So, like, up until 16, 16, 17, the only social interactions that I had developed were, like, my family, who I didn't like and they don't like me, my church youth group, <laughs> who I obviously had some disagreements with at some points, not always, but began to over time, and my partner, who, you know, I can't act the same way with everyone that I act with my partner, especially not right as I'm meeting someone. So social relations, like actually introducing myself to someone and building a, a relationship with a person, that shit terrifies the fuck out of me. And not only does it terrify me just because, like, embarrassment, but I'm also terrified people won't like me, won't agree with what I have to say won't, you know, really like my approach, or again, won't like me. Two things with that. One, on average, most people probably aren't going to like you. I, I say this because at the end of the day, a lot of us simply are taught to isolate and alienate ourselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, uh, for a lot of different reasons, you know, whether we're just plainly busy, we're emotionally distressed, we don't have the energy to put up with other people, we don't have the motivation to reach out, we don't have the, you know, drive to engage in a conversation, or we're scared. We're scared, we're anxious, we're nervous, we have no experience, we doing a lot of this for the first time. A lot of us are beginning to get organized, beginning to get involved for the first time. And so because of that, we have to realize what kind of steps, what kind of you know process is in line for us. Um, we can't expect because we have educated ourselves to a certain point or we've become aware of a certain struggle or we got in contact with a certain organization that we're just going to be able to hop right to it, and that's that. 
that we're just going to be able to get going. The base building is going to go off without a hitch, and we're just going to have ourselves a little revolution. That doesn't happen. Doesn't happen anywhere. Not simply just here in, you know, the U.S. Empire, but it doesn't happen anywhere. If you look at the exploited and oppressed people that are forced to endure, uh, you know, the suffering that comes from being a citizen of Turtle Island after colonization, we have to understand that a lot of these groups of people have been trying for decades, generations to do just that, to just fucking build relationships to build organizations. Organizations that y'all like to go on Twitter and say, oh, this organization took money from this group or this organization isn't doing enough work, da 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 Bro, will you even email them? No. So what the fuck are you talking about? There's a lot of organizations out there that aren't, you know, actively involved in armed struggle, aren't actively engaged in, you know, political discourse that is necessarily radical and revolutionary. If that isn't the case, maybe that time, that place wasn't the moment for it. And maybe, you know, just maybe, you can do more about your own actions than you can about the actions of another. So if you're concerned about this or that party not living up to your own standards, well, why don't you either, A, involve yourself in something in order to see how difficult it really is to get to the purest, uh, you know, perfect idea of socialism that so many people are genuinely caught in the minefield of, you know, like a lot of us are, I don't want to say too intelligent for our own good because it sounds backwards from what I'm actually trying to say, but I think a lot of people have education and information and intellect that cannot always be directly applied in the moment and circumstances that they feel it might be able to. For example, we talked about China in our last episode. If we look at China and the Chinese Communist Party right now, we here in the West might have some criticisms and critiques about certain projects, efforts, or ideas that have been put forward by the Uh, People's Republic of China and the Communist Party that we disagree with or that we don't feel are, quote, socialist enough. Two things are important to remember. One, we must never, ever, ever, ever discount a lesson regardless of really any circumstances whatsoever. If you feel more strongly about your criticisms regarding China than you do about a need to, in this moment right now, defend and stand up against international militarization, anti-Chinese racism, and Sino-American power structure, if you want to make sure that Asia does not become yet another theater of war, then you have to put aside the idea that right now the most important thing to do is criticize 
the Chinese government and instead hold on to those criticisms, take lessons from them, and develop organizations and structures which you feel are able to surmount those hitches, those hiccups. If you feel so incredibly strongly about this idea that the Cuban government or the Venezuelan government or, you know, the Communist Party of this country is not doing everything and anything that it should, then you in your own day-to-day life need to put your words to action. It's not enough to sit in your chair and condemn a, you know, a practicing or developing nation from across the world. But what it is important to do is to take the lessons that are being learned across the world and apply them in your own circumstances however they can be applied. The second thing I want to stress about China is the fact that even against all of the criticisms, critiques, and concerns by Western leftists and others, we can say strongly, firmly, and concretely that the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party have handled this pandemic, the past 20 plus years of economic downturn, the globalization, the militarization, and the uh, international struggle that has been going on for generations in a seriously different way than the nations of the Western imperialist countries. That in and of itself cannot be surpassed, cannot be set aside for nothing. We cannot ignore the fact that China is doing something, that Cuba and Vietnam are doing something, that Nicaragua, Venezuela, Bolivia, and plenty of other nations worldwide are doing something which the United States is not. And that is attempting to put people before profits. At the end of the day, we here on Turtle Island need to look at the vast amount of nonprofits. We have to look at all the government subsidized committees and organizations that are inactive and incapable as well as unwilling to do, say, and act as they must in order to ensure that the people of this nation and the people across the globe are safe, secure, and healthy against this pandemic and its subsequent economic, political, social, and environmental issues. Now, these issues did not come out of nowhere. These issues have been in existence, and this pandemic has intensified them. But if we are in a period of serious repression, serious exploitation, serious suffering, then we also need to be building a apparatus or a movement, really, that makes up many different organizations, many different activists, many different internationalist groups, and many different ideologies and cultivates them first and foremost into a united front against the settler colonial and imperialist nation that is the U.S. empire. We must understand clearly 
that we are up against a climate collapse that cannot be altered if by any other way than a full-fledged elimination and overthrow of the capitalist imperialist system globally. There is no other way. There is no reform or resolution that will make this system work better, work different, work for the people. If even temporarily it might take a new character or a new form, it is in and of itself always going to be a system based on profits, continuous growth, and the wealth accumulation of a incredibly decreasing minority while exploiting an ever-increasing majority of the global population. One thing we clearly, clearly have to paint a picture for the masses of people here on Turtle Island and in many Western nations of Europe and elsewhere is this idea that if we are to have a revolution of any kind in these Western imperialist nations, we must do it with the intention of making sure that this revolution will give a breath of fresh air and true freedom to the global South countries which have existed under the thumb and under the control of U.S. or U.N. colonialism and imperialism for a hundred plus years. Not including the four to five hundred years of colonialization by England, France, Italy, Portugal, Spain, the Netherlands, and others. So what does this mean for us here in Turtle Island? Well, a few things. One, as I continue to stress in each and every one of my episodes, we must and cannot uh, cease reaching out to and building connections with any and every internationalist organization, organizer, group, coalition, or committee that we can find. We also need to be finding local organizations in our neighborhoods, in our communities, that are feeding people, that are trying to fight against the ending of the eviction moratorium, that are trying to defend the people's right to uh, jobs and to a livable wage. We need to be finding organizations that in the heat of the moment, in the most desperate of times, are not just simply writing news articles and giving discussions on podcasts but are actively putting their feet on the ground, knocking on doors, making donations to organizations, and building internationalist solidarity with all kinds of movements and organizations worldwide. Why? Because stronger together, plain and simple. We really have to understand that as a whole, Our organizing and our movements that happen here on Turtle Island or across the world cannot and will not succeed if they are cut off and isolated from the masses. They also cannot and will not succeed if they are cut off from any form of support and any form of solidarity from similar organizations, whether locally, 
statewide, national, or international. They will be isolated. They will be attacked. They will be deemed terrorists. They will be thrown in jail, like Mumia Abu Jamal, like Leonard Peltier, like uh, Sundiata Akolai, like plenty of other Black Panther, Young Lord, uh, American Indian Movement members, as well as, as we have been seeing with the recent fossil fuels versus the people campaign, we, and I actually think that is the people versus fossil fuels, but regardless, we are seeing all kinds of land defenders, water protectors, and just, you know, run-of-the-mill, rank-and-file protesters, just people who are showing up to protests, who are being arrested, who are being beaten, We saw in 2020 in New York City all kinds of forms of uh, military repression uh, enacted by the police and the state, such as uh, multiple reports of protesters being kettled, which is essentially when they're brought down a street or an alleyway that they can't get out of without being encircled by uh, reactionary and repressive forces. And, uh, you know, there's certain reports in Brooklyn, I believe, of this happening where media and journalists and uh, also international observers um, were themselves arrested, were beaten, had their media equipment stolen or destroyed. Um, And a lot of these media since have been condemned. You know, you have groups like uh, Unicorn Riot who you know, it's a little bit more anarchist in character than my own taste, but the amount of coverage that they did of the protests and still are doing of, you know, demonstrations against uh, houselessness, demonstrations against uh, lack of a living wage, uh, ongoing police brutality and racism, all of these things are still happening all across the nation. And holy shit, are they happening across the world? And all in all, you know, there have been organizations, news outlets, etc., who have been keeping incredible coverage of these movements. I'm thinking here of Liberation News. I'm thinking here of People's Dispatch. And I'm thinking here also of, um, like I said, Unicorn Riot and plenty of others. Um, But anyways, before I go, because I just pulled up to work, the last thing that I want to say is that if we don't have all of these people speaking to one another, if we don't have any kind of organization that is going to connect these dots, we're going to be in for a hard-fought battle because we're all going to be fighting, in a lot of cases, alone. And, you know, one thing that is important to recognize is not every single... um, moment in time is there a realistic opportunity to do just that uh at least in its uh completed successful form but there is always an opportunity to build the groundwork to lay the foundation for internationalist organizations like the tricontinental institute for social social research like the international magazine like the friends of socialist china like no cold war Black Alliance for Peace, uh, Black Agenda Report, 
and plenty of other groups, like I said, Friends of ATC, Venceremos, Cuba. Uh, there's plenty of others which are, uh, you know, doing all kinds of work, like Doctors Without Borders. Uh, there's scientific communities that are meeting to discuss the pandemic. All of these different committees, organizations, community groups, etc., all show a nucleus of what needs to be developed. And if we can't develop it instantaneously, then nothing has really, uh, nothing should really surprise us. But if we do nothing to even build the groundwork, build the base for such a movement, it's not going to just pop out of nowhere. That's why the movement for Black Lives in 2020 was so easily isolated and uh, co-opted in a lot of ways was because the majority of people in the United States had no real connection, no real relationship, and no real interest with the movement, the organizers, or the people who were most affected. That's why they got deemed terrorists. That's why they got deemed rioters. That's why they got deemed a Marxist, communist, anti-fascist organization that is intent on overthrowing U.S. empire. And it's like, uh, dude, if only, if only that was what they were going for. Uh, if only what, that's what we were all going for, we might actually be able to do that. And that's kind of what I'm going for here. And the last thing I want to say is if we actually all come together, if right now in 2022, we begin laying the groundwork for movements, organizations, international committees, and other forms of uh, relating, other forms of uh, solidarity, then it's only time before those manifest, multiply, and ultimately become monumental in the movement for social, political, and economic change. But if we want this to just be more than a bunch of groups that we meet with weekly, if we want this to be more than, you know, friends and uh, an echo chamber where we just talk to one another, (coughs) we really got to do the fucking groundwork, people. (coughs) Excuse me. I know it's hard. I know a lot of us don't have time. I know a lot of us are scared. We don't know what that means. Organizing. What does that mean? What kind of commitment is that? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to lose my job? I know a lot of us are scared to unionize our workplace. A lot of us are scared to talk to organizations because of what kind of, you know, effect that can have on us. But I don't think we have time to think about ourselves anymore. I think the days and times of individualism must and should come to an end. In each and every way. Um, To care about yourself, to take care of yourself, to make sure that you as an individual are capable of accomplishing the things that you need to for your own safety and for the safety of your loved ones, that's one thing. To plainly focus solely and, you know, entirely on things of your own interest and of your own benefit... Even while, you know, doing so under the guise of certain rhetoric is not revolutionary. For example, me coming on this podcast is not revolutionary. I think that I can put out some decent information and I think I can make connections. But it's what comes of this podcast that I'm really looking for. It's what this podcast can develop into, the relationships that I can really uh, grow, and then the organizations that I can join and be a part of is what I'm looking for. As soon as I'm a militant, 
as soon as I'm actively organized, I'm sure this podcast will vary uh, in, in, in its frequency of publishing, but also it might cease to exist because at the end of the day, what are we going for? Are we going for a bunch of us to have podcasts? Are we going for a bunch of us to have cool social media where we can share memes and talk to one another? Or are we looking for a militant mass organization that is intent on overthrowing U.S. imperialism and empire and putting an end to the capitalist imperialist system today? Which one are you fighting for, my friend? Because I and my comrades will be fighting for an end to this global system that is oppressing and exploiting billions. And that is the only thing that will save our planet, save ourselves, and put an end to the pandemic. If we want to see changes in education, society, politics, and just plain living for exploited and oppressed people, we need to be following the leadership of these exploited and oppressed people who are fighting for national liberation, who are fighting for socialism, who are fighting for all kinds of new realities, new worlds which have only been seen in small pockets. But my friends, we need an international proletariat revolution. We need a complete dismantling of the capitalist and imperialist global system. And we need a scientific socialist program developed by an international communist movement that is capable of putting an end to the oppression and the oppressors who day in and day out make trillions off of the suffering, the struggling, and the death of innocent people worldwide. But, my friends, there is hope. There is hope in numbers, there is hope in movements, there is hope in revolution, and there is hope in tomorrow. Because if we look at Sudan and the slogan of no negotiations, no compromises, no sharing of control, that is a revolutionary slogan. If we look at the fact that today, Janine Añez, as well as the military uh, leader and the police leader of Bolivia, are on their first day of trial for the acts of genocide and the illegal seizure of power without a quorum, without uh, national consensus by Janine Yanez and her regime. But we must also recognize that the movements in Cuba, the people of Nicaragua and Sandinista revolution, the uh, folks in Chiapas who are being encircled by the Mexican and U.S. state, as well as the Chinese Communist Party, the Vietnamese Communist Party, the uh, Venezuelan Socialist Party, the Movement to Socialism of Bolivia, are all mass-led, mass-built, and mass-organized revolutionary movements intent on building socialism. If they can do it, so can we. There is no reason why we cannot. We have much to face, we have much to break down, and we have much to put up a fight against. But my friends, we must resist, 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 and we must organize, organize, organize. 
build those relationships, develop those organizations, grow those connections with your neighbors, and hand out that food. Hand out those PPE. Hand out those blankets. Hand out the hats, gloves, and scarves. Do everything and anything in your power to build bases among the communities and neighborhoods which you live in and do everything you can to connect those movements to internationalist organizations in any way you can. Thank you for listening, folks. I hope you are well. I hope you are staying safe. I hope you are staying healthy. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to you about anything. You can hit me up on social media. I have TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also find me by emailing me in defense of liberation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, my friends. I'd love to hear what organizations you're a part of. I'd love to hear what organizations I should be a part of. And I'd love to hear what organizers, activists, and events need to be talked about or talked to here on the show. Thank you for listening. Stay revolutionary. And until next time, folks, peace.